The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Quirky Dog Podcast, inspired by some of the quirkiest dogs you can ever imagine and the owners who love them. This podcast is brought to you by the quirky couple themselves, Scott and Jess Williams. Their aim is to educate and entertain. Here's Scott and Jess. If you guys tune in regularly, you know the last thing I need is coffee, but I just thought I'd have a quick sip. Happy Wednesday, you guys. Uh, Welcome to the Quirky Dog Podcast. We are coming to you from Salem, New Hampshire, and we have a super special guest today that we're excited to share with you. But first, we're going to start with the quirky tip of the day. And that quirky tip of the day is if you're looking to do something with your dogs that, you know, is kind of just more interactive, more fun than just take them for a walk or maybe go for a hike, look into dog agility. There's a lot of local dog clubs. Um, Our guest today actually does dog agility in uh, Puerto Rico, and he is an agility judge, and he's big on agility. But uh, this is something that dogs can enjoy, and it can be interactive, and it can be fun, and it's a great way to expend their energy. So check it out if you've been interested in it before and want to try it. And they also can learn some self-control on an Yes, there's a lot of good. Field. There's a lot of good agility. Okay, yeah. so today we have Rafael Quinone from uh, Puerto Rico. Thank you so name? much for joining us. Don't start. I practiced <laughs> so much before we started, and now he's giving me a hard time. Um, so I know Rafa from. We actually toured together in the Dominican Republic. We did like this crazy tour together. When was that? Two thousand eight. I think it was Oh my God, whatever. It was crazy. Um, yeah, but I haven't seen him. tell about it. I know. I haven't seen him oh, since yeah. then. And uh, we're excited to have him on today. We're going to talk dog agility, agility during COVID, and uh, just some old stories. So, Rafa, welcome, and thanks so much for coming. Thank you, Jason Scott. Uh, happy to be here. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for inviting me. Yeah. So, um, and we're wearing our Pratt shirts. So when did you guys awesome. do, yeah. when did you do this? This was after the hurricane, right? You did a fundraiser? Those were done, yeah. 2017, uh, right after the both hurricanes here. Yeah. Uh, one of our good friends from uh, Illinois uh, decided to, to help us out. And I sent, uh, you know, between everything that had happened, we we didn't even have power yet. Uh, but we got, you know, with the, one of the generators, I was able to 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 power up one of the computers and be and able to send the logo to her, and it was it was the whole thing that it was. <laughs> well, a lot of us wear these shirts up well, here, so it was a successful fundraiser, I hope. I can see the priorities were in order. No power on the island. I need my agility shirts made. <laughs> well, it was a good fundraiser. You guys went through a lot. You yeah. lost, like, some equipment in the hurricane. It was a lot, no? Yeah, yeah. Our training facility was like almost level. So yeah, it was. It, it took almost two and a half years to to get it back. Oh, it's crazy. So tell us a little bit about the history of Pratt. Was it you and Sharon? Rafa has a beautiful, lovely wife named Sharon. Was it you guys that started it originally? Yeah, they were uh, five of us, I believe. Okay. Uh, it was uh, Sharon, my wife, uh-huh. uh, Nicole, our friend, which yep. you know. Yep. Uh, she went to the docks in Dominican Republic. Uh, Shayla, uh, Shayla, Sharon's sister, uh-huh. myself, uh, and actually Nicole's mom. Oh, okay. Okay, nice. Yeah. So when did that start? And well, I keep using the acronym Pratt, but it stands for Puerto Rico Agility Puerto Rico Team. Agility. If nobody, yeah. I, I'm just throwing this around. So We started in 2000. Okay. And then how has that grown over time? And like, where do you guys stand now? What is What has that looked like during COVID? Like, what's kind of the last decade been like? Or two yeah, decades, it, I guess. It, Pratt is, is 
uh, a family, most, you know, before anything else. We, we do everything together, you know, we, we do train, we're a club, we, you know, uh, we do agility, but more than anything, we just hang out, we go to eat, you know, <laughs> you know visit each other, uh, everything. So uh, in terms of how big we are now, uh, it goes up and down. Just agility in the island is, even though we've been here, you know, doing it for 20 years now, uh, it's, it's just not everybody knows about it. Yeah. And it's hard to get, you know, get the word out and, mm -hmm. you know, people are getting interested, but it's not something that, you know, somebody gets into a, and see results right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So some people are just, you know, don't have any patience to, to really uh, go through the process. Yeah. But uh, we have a really good core people here, about 12, you know, really core members. And we probably usually go are in between about 15 to 20 members awesome it's big a core like 10 11 people that yeah are, and I you mean, all get a, you all get along which is great i mean it makes agility yeah. sound fun again it sounds great <laughs> yeah it's awesome. It's awesome. you gotta be careful that they don't all kick you out now that you got this group <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's joking so you guys used to travel to the states a bunch to compete right but obviously yeah. i mean nobody's been you guys probably haven't left the island since what a year ago no, since, since they started uh my our last trip out was maybe February 2019. Yeah, so that you're really on island time now. <laughs> Do you guys? 20, I'm sorry, 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. February 2020. Yeah. And did you guys tend to hop over to Florida to do uh, trials more so than other states? I, I have friends in Puerto Rico that do French ring sport, yeah. and they tend to go to. Uh, you know, West Palm Beach, you know, they, they're going mm -hmm. into my uh, Florida more often than other states, too, you know, for it's yeah. just easy. Yeah, it's a quick, my, uh, quick plane trip. My, my wife's sister, my wife's sister, Shayla, uh, is her twin. She lives in Florida. So right. we usually go and stay with, her, with them. And, yeah, and go the woman's name is Elaine that I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She works. She's, Elena and Tomate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, do, she comes up and trains all the time. Yeah, with, yeah she's always here when yeah. Patrice is in. She's I a fanatic. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and that's the thing is that there's a lot of really good dog trainers in Puerto Rico yeah. and um, yeah. like a lot of greatness, especially with both the two sports we're referencing with French ring and agility. Can so I just say you, in relation to that, I just think that um, Hispanic people in general are better with animals than it seems to be than people that are so Americanized and becoming detached from that relationship. They're having a harder time. And I only say that I know a lot of people in Mexico that are great dog trainers. They're great with dogs. And I know a handful of people in Puerto Rico that are awesome with the dogs. So it's just a natural, they seem to gravitate natu more maybe naturally. You guys, maybe you guys are more in the moment than us. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that uh, just your relationship with animals is uh, maybe not um, as crazy as it is in America right now. <laughs> That's your, all I your, can say. Or your temperature of what happens on there. So you yeah. were traveling more so to judge, though, than to compete before COVID hit, correct? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, how, my, how frequently um, were you um, leaving? Well, on average, in a year, I would uh, judge at least between 11 and 12. How does, your, how does your wife do when she competes under you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, well, she can compete in the I know. <laughs> Agility is easier. There's less subjectivity anyway, because you got to do certain things and yeah. hit the mark and everything. So uh, that travel has changed. And you are like in USDA, as far as that goes, like you're kind of involved in the agility politics and everything, being a judge, I would assume, to an extent, right? So what yeah, was. I've been, Go ahead. I've been judging since 2000. 
Five, yeah, still yeah, five. yeah. And a- what has it been like, like it, agility? And I mean, this pandemic—it's been hard on everything. But like, I, obviously, numbers were down with trials. There was a lot of like trialing at home. Um, just kind of walk us through some well, of the way that has gone. What you had to do during COVID? Huh. <laughs> yeah, uh, and actually, I, I am actually part of the agility, uh, USDA agility at home uh, judging crew. Uh-huh. Uh So I'm designing courses and oh, nice, for nice agility at home. And we, we've had a really, really good response to that uh, program. Uh, is it a live obviously type thing? Yeah. need to do something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's, been, it's been pretty pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty great. Exciting. So that's been taking up a lot of your time, I assume, during the pandemic and dealing with all yeah. of that. So yeah, explain that process to Scott, because Scott's yeah, not on I, Facebook. I, I envision the dogs jumping over <laughs> coffee tables and things like that. <laughs> well, he knows what agility is, but I talk about, yeah, agility at home, that's true. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> so it's people, that you, they obviously have to have a certain course, like size, right? Like what are the requirements to make all this happen? Yeah, we, we usually... Uh, we two, uh, it's actually two, every two weeks, we have different courses. Usually we have three different disciplines. So standard jumpers, maybe a, a snooker, and then the other, the other week we will have gamblers and things like that. And we, we design for different, um, spaces. Uh-huh. So we can design something. When we started, we were designing for 60 by 40. Okay. Which was pretty easy for somebody, you know, to find a space that was yeah. 50 feet by 40 feet and do it. Uh, now we're designing for 60 by 80, a little, a little bigger sometimes. <clears throat> yeah. Because people are asking, you know, for more space. Yeah. People are, are able to go to, to places, uh, you know, on social distance, but having more space. Um, so well, we were designing courses. It would go up on the USDA at home website. And then people could see the course and they, they want to see it, they want to try it, then they would, you know, um, um, sign up for it. Mm-hmm. And they have two weeks to submit their videos. Every every course is divided in two parts. So they have to do the, the both parts successfully. And we something we were trying to do um, with the program also is um, do some courses that also teach. Yeah. So we're doing courses that have different challenges and ex- explanations of different, maybe different options of handling or or asking for a specific um, skill. Yeah. And then, you know, they'll do it, they submit it, and then the judges uh, go into the website and then we'll see all the videos and, and judge the runs and everything. That's great. I was going to say, it sounds like it would be a good opportunity for people that are doing agility, but are having a lot of trouble with reactivity to other dogs. Because yep. now they could do it at home, <laughs> and there isn't all that, all that distraction. Well, and I think actually... the level of people that were that hardcore and had all the equipment probably didn't have as many of those issues anyway. But it's been a nice like, way for people to fill the time and fill the space, because it's been a long time now that we're talking about like, not having like, our normal dog shows where everybody feels comfortable going and everything else. And you know, for us, you know, we don't do a whole lot. We have a pretty quiet life to begin with. So it was just like, (laughs) us. well, we do dogs and stuff, but we're used to being home and being with each other and doing all that. And, you know, other people that were like home from work, they're like sitting there with their dogs, like getting kind of stressed. So it's nice to be able to go out and train those dogs. Did you guys do more training during the pandemic than normal? Uh, You kind of always, you kind of always train though, really. Yeah. Well, uh, the problem I have, you know, us personally, yeah. Uh, we have some space, but we don't have a lot of a lot of equipment at home. Yeah. They actually, when when in March we were locked down, we couldn't go anywhere. 
we didn't have any equipment here because we were not doing anything here. Yeah, right. We, were, we went to our place. Uh, so we have we didn't really train at all from March to about maybe May. Okay. And I, I was able to go to the, our place and start, you know, bringing a couple jumps, a couple tunnels, and, mm-hmm. and, and start doing the uh, daily at home. Yeah. yeah. And how has it been down there? Like, are you guys in a, a better place? Like the vaccine? Like, what what's going on with you and like your experience through COVID down in Puerto Rico right now? Well, uh, from from the beginning. There was a pretty pretty good response in, in terms of people understanding that if this was something serious. We were locked down pretty early. We were locked down in uh, I think it was like March, maybe March 15 or something like that. We were like locked down, nothing open, um, stay at home, everything. Um, and from there, every everybody that I've seen and and uh, understands, you know. Wear your mask, not for your, yeah. just for, not just for yourself, but for other people. Yeah, yeah. And uh, things like that. I'm, I mean, there's always gonna be you know, one person. People that are, yeah, yeah. That are yeah are in the fringe and and no. understand. But for the most part, it's been it's been pretty good. Now we're we're starting to open up more, and it it I, I think personally it's getting a, li- a little out of control. I think yeah. Getting a little loose. Learn. Same but here. In terms of vaccine, it's it's going pretty good. We're now. Uh, I I actually am uh, gonna take my first shot tomorrow. Oh, good job. Um, I hope. So yeah. <laughs> good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know the nice thing about the islands is they didn't get well. I don't know about Puerto Rico, but the Virgin Islands, very low. They because you guys were able to shut down so early, and people can't just walk over your border or drive in. It really helped to contain a lot of stuff down there. You know. Yes. At least with yes. the with the St. Thomas, St. John, with Jess and I got married in St. John. And yes. I mean, they have, you know, like 25 cases, real low numbers. Yeah, they had good there. numbers. It was funny. His dad uh, wanted to come home last he year. He there. was down there when everything hit. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to get, you know, COVID on the plane and he's not going to wash his hands and he should just stay down there. Well, well, I guess he would have been down there a whole year. I mean, he could have been happy down there with the locals. But I was like, I guess it's good he flew back. So I'm glad you guys are doing OK and um, you're making it work and everything else. And let's talk about dogs, because that's where we met. And uh, you guys yeah. did that even before I came on the scene, right? Like yeah. you guys had had how many shows? Yeah, we have, we have, the, uh, I don't remember. It was, uh, we had done a, quite a few. We had done like at least 10 shows. Yeah. So I don't even know how it all started. I don't even know what happened where, but Lou calls me and he's like, you know, can you go to the Dominican Republic and can you do this show? So I flew down my mall and my border collie. And then it seems like when I arrived, shit hit the fan and things went awry. So <laughs> just, just describe your experience What's from that, dogs. That's what happened when you moved out to see me. Yeah, that's it. wherever I go, it happens. So uh, well, it's, it, it's, it's still bad. Uh, okay. I first got a call from Arturo. The yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, he was, he had this idea. It, it, the show didn't exist uh, at that point. So he calls me up because he knows I'm, I, Prat, uh, actually, I don't know, I, we didn't mention this, but Prat is the only agility club in the island. Okay. Um, so I, I was the only agility trainer, you know, sports yeah. trainer. Um, so he calls me and he tells me he has this idea. And uh, I, I had already traveled with Lou. Uh-huh. To Chile, I uh, think two years before that. Or something okay. Like that. And we did a show, a, a few shows in, in Chile 
with uh, Lumac. Uh, Travis was there with me and, and a couple other people. Yeah. So I, I tell him to call Luke yeah. too much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he does. And, and so everything starts from there. I also had a really good relationship with Purina Puerto Rico. Uh-huh. So I put him in contact with them and they, they sponsored the, the, all the shows and everything. So nice. we started with, here in Puerto Rico. Uh, we did like 10 shows and at least maybe more. And were they big theater shows? Like what for everybody that knows dogs was like a, a show with, you know, different sports stuff, frisbee, high jumping, um, you know, agility, weave yeah. pole racing, you know, tricks, everything else. It was just like a big theater show. So was it a big theater yeah. show in Puerto Rico too? It was. No, it Julie, was, you mean. The, the no. first show we were, the, the first night, actually, let me tell the, the story real quick. <laughs> uh, our first show. Yeah. We were the two days before the first show. Uh huh. There was nothing. Okay. Anyway, like nothing we had, there. We had we dogs and we had handlers. <laughs> we didn't have a show. Yeah. No equipment. Nobody yeah. knew what we were going to do. Yeah. So <laughs> Good thing you guys are like family. <laughs> yeah. Myself and Annette Alfonso. I don't know if you know Annette. I don't know. No. Annette Alfonso. Uh, oh, Annette. Annette. Yeah. Yes. You said her name okay, quick. Yeah. yeah. Annette. Yeah. Yeah. Annette Alfonso. Uh, she had to work with Luke. So, yeah. Myself and Ed, Lou, and, uh, and some of my, my guys yeah. just sat down two days before the show. I'm like, okay, what is the show? What are we going to do? So, so we sat there with pen and paper. And okay, what do we have? We have agility. We have frisbee. We have trick, yeah. tricks. Uh, we have uh, clowns. <laughs> we have, okay, so what can, what can we do? So let's showcase. Okay. Yeah. And, and then we run down. Okay. And then the other thing was, okay, how much time do we have? Mm-hmm. We have two hours. Okay. So okay. This, this has to go on for 15 minutes. <clears throat> this has to go down for maybe 20. This has to And that's the way for, for those two days, right before we started, we were just making sure that we, we had something. And then the night before the first show, we were there. Um, ro- ro- doing a run through with, you know, putting up the lights and music and the cues and everybody knowing their places. Every, you know, the, the crew knowing when to bring in the agility equipment, where to put it out when, when, you know, when the next, yeah, the next, uh, act was going to be in. Yep. And that timing. So we were practicing and going through it for like until like three in the morning. <laughs> Before the first show. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I think you were doing fly ball then, too, right? Were you doing that? Not yet. Oh, okay. Okay. So these shows in Puerto Rico, you like, you did them on your own. You designed them. And it was like, you cram all night. And then how did the first one go? Was it it a success? It wasn't crazy enough there to get fly ball. How did the first one go? We we had no idea what was going to (laughs) happen. We had no idea if if people were going to come. Yeah. No idea if it was going to be successful. Yeah. The first inkling we had that it was going to be huge, we were maybe an hour or, or two before the actual show. Yeah. And we, somebody picked out. Thousands of people. huge traffic jam. Outside oh! Of the it's like the best <laughs> thing like, that came to the island. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this can't be for us. Like, <laughs> so we go outside and, and right beside the, the Colosseum where the first one was. Yeah. It, it's a huge shopping center. Uh-huh. And people were parking in the shopping center and walking towards here. So that's where we got the first thing. Oh, <laughs> this is going to be, be something. This is going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, people were 
it w it got sold out. People were standing in line and no more tickets were, were available. Oh my gosh. So, so it was an instant success. It no. was amazing. Can I ask yeah. you something, the first, Rafa? First time we, you just, you know, they turned out the lights uh, before we were, we were going to start the, the first show. Yeah. The whole Coliseum erupted. I swear. The dogs swear, are freaking out. I goosebumps. I You're like rock stars. I wanted to ask, with Purina uh, sponsoring you guys, did they, they must have, how did they get the word out? Were they on TV down there or what was going on that everybody heard yeah, about there, this? There were, yeah, there were some TV spots, not many, but some TV Enough. spots. And, you know, they, they had, a, I think, a, a, something that was really successful was that I had to be, uh, give credit to uh, the production, to the girl. Mm -hmm. They did um, little leaflets that were like a, a voucher. It right. said, with, if, with, with one adult uh, ticket, you can bring one kid. Okay. And okay. They, they brought, that, uh, brought those to, to different schools. Oh, oh yeah. Boy. So there the kids go. got excited so that was, about that. Know, yeah. The kids were pestering the parents, I guess. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. So, so you did what, 11 down there, you said? Something like that. We, we, you, uh, at first, we were going to do, I think it was like, or something like that. Yeah. It was so successful that they extended for a couple more. And then we were done. And every every single one was sold out. And like I think it was like two months later after then we did a, a couple more. And yeah. After that then came the Dominican. So the first time you left Puerto Rico was when you, we went to the Dominican Republic. Yeah. Okay. So the and first then time we did it outside We did one <clears throat> on one on Santiago and then one we did one on each side of the island. I don't even remember. It was yeah, kind of yeah. maybe a little bit of it's a repressed memory. Okay. So tell me <laughs> tell me your end of it. So Puerto Rico goes great. This is a success. We're going to take it on the road. And we took it on the road and I showed up and I'm like, "Holy crap." So all right. So uh, what was different between the Dominican and Puerto Rico? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> Just arrived. No, but like, Everything. it was, it's crazy. So we had a bus. Like, I feel like every time we were on the bus, all of us are on the bus and we're like going into potholes and like, we kind of didn't know if we'd yeah. like make it. Like it was, there were moments of that. Um, yeah, I think I, we had two or three buses. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, did they break? I don't even, it was a lot. The, the, the driving, I, I remember we were, was traumatic. We were, I think it was on the way to Santiago, baby. We were, we were stopped by a cop. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, we're like a drug raid. We got dogs and drugs and all the dogs. Hadn't. So then I got locked in my hotel room, which you and Sharon oh, yeah. let me take a nap in your hotel room, which is great. And I wasn't crazy because my dogs were with me. But like, had I not been able, like, had my dogs been in there, I would have been really stressed. And like, when you say like, oh well, why didn't you just go to the hotel security? Like, we went and we're like, hey guys, like, we need a new key. And I think Trouble they took, yeah. I think they took the door yeah. off, didn't they? Like, it was crazy. I, I don't. I don't even remember. Yeah. I know Actually, uh, Nicole was the one that found you. Oh, yeah. I'm, like, just sitting outside my room. <laughs> like, a... hear this. Yeah. Nicole is, is walking down the, the hallway of the hotel. Yeah. And she sees this woman, like, sitting, <laughs> you know, in front of a, of a, of a door yeah. with her hands in, in her face. Like, I think that's yes. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I got well. I think the Malinois on one side and the Border Collie on the other yeah, yeah. gave it away. But yeah, so that was crazy. And then my dogs got left. I don't know if you even heard that story. I saw Lourdes and I was crying at the airport with Lourdes. Um, but th they 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 came to me as I'm flying back to New York and I drove from Michigan to New Jersey because I wanted a direct flight because it was two dogs flying cargo and I didn't yeah. want any change. 
So the stewardess comes up to me and she goes, oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. Your dogs didn't make it on this flight. They'll be on the next flight. And I went to the front of the freaking plane and I was like, get me off this plane. Like I was sobbing. Like literally it's like pulling away. And I went, I go to the freaking warehouse. My dogs are sitting there next to the mangoes. I take both of them out of the crates and I'm like, go up to the, like the guy's air conditioned office. I'm like, we'll be here until the next flight. So that was crazy. And then what other highlights do you guys have? I just feel like it was just so many, one thing after the other. Yeah, I was. Uh, you know, the, the miscommunication <laughs> apparently with, you know, production from Puerto Rico and production in, in Dominica was like... <laughs> it really crazy. it really made Puerto Rico shine. It's, so it's hilarious now. We survived it. <laughs> yeah, we it was. A, that was our tagline. Yeah, it, it's a great experience to talk about. <laughs> in the moment, it was pretty stressful. I know. Well, from what I heard as an outsider is that Jess was asked to come back the next year, and she said, no way, I'm well, not going. Well, no, they, well, you or guys did Venezuela go. the next, right? You did, was it Venezuela? Venezuela? Yeah. Mexico, yeah. Yeah, so I... She was they, too traumatized Arturo, by no, I, way better. No, way I better. know, but Arturo <laughs> called me, and I'm like, all right, like, I'm going to lay down some ground rules. Like, I'm this, like, young white woman getting off a plane. Like, I want somebody there, and they're probably like, oh, she's too much to deal with. So then Omar got involved at that end, right? Or did he come down to Puerto Rico, too? He was in the second stint in Puerto Rico. Okay, so you knew him already from then, and then he got looped back in with Venezuela, right? Well, he's from Argentina. Or anyway. He got looped yeah. back in somewhere. Yeah, okay. So, and he's just like a great trick trainer. Scott used to train with him, yeah, but I mean, amazing. Omar is just, I don't even know what he's doing right now. We've had him on too, but he just does amazing tricks. I mean, I don't know. You probably yeah. saw things that you hadn't seen dogs do before you met Omar, right? He's like, like, he's yeah. like a, he's nas- a of, uh, national hidden, yeah. hidden jewel. Yeah, and he had the bulldog, right? Then was he still with the bulldog? What dogs the, was he using? Yeah, the, uh, the, what are they, the old English bulldog. Yeah, yeah, he had something that he was doing a bunch yeah. of tricks with. So and he had the uh, Jack Russell as well. Yeah, oh my gosh. So it, the, the whole thing, it was just a crazy time, and it was just a crazy situation, and we're glad we survived. But yeah, everything got really good then when Jess peaced out. And then I think Todd Mernon got involved, so you guys still had the mouth thing, and it was great. But I'm telling you, it was, it was stressful there. And like we talk about family, like – we kind of all like relied on each other. Like, okay, like we need each other. <laughs> like, oh, could I ask a question yeah. real quick? So you're, you're bringing up uh, where you did this tour was in Hispanic countries, yeah. right? I mean, well, for lack South of a better America, description, yeah, South, South American countries. Yeah. Are, yeah. Uh, you never brought it to the United States, this, this show? Did, you uh, did. The last one I was involved with was in Miami. How did that go? And we were there for... I'm thinking about the crowds. Was, like, was, there, was there as much um, interest? Not in the, at all. Isn't that not crazy? That's what I'm talking about. And, That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, but it, I think it was too... Not enough advertising, you think? A little bit of that, but I, I just think, and I I talked about that with the produce, producing team. Yeah. Uh, in the States, in the, in the, in the, you know, the South, in, in here in Puerto Rico and mm-hmm. uh, South America and everything, it's not as common. To in see dogs US, performing, you're saying? Every yeah. Weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if you want to see dogs doing agility, you can do every weekend there's somebody doing it, frisbee, same thing. So. The yeah. culture, so, yeah, it's a cultural thing. It's just not something new. Yeah. Right. Well, Omar started as like a street performer too, didn't he? Wasn't he like doing no, that? No, no, he was just doing basic, he started just doing basic, basic obedience. Pet no, no, dogs no, I know, but before living. he moved. Uh, he was doing. I a feel lot like of, he was doing some shows and stuff. It just he it, was it, he was at Santa Monica Pier every night, <laughs> picking up a couple hundred bucks in a few hours, <laughs> and he would tell me, "Geez, I'm making like a thousand bucks on Santa Monica Pier," and that's what he was doing early on to supplement his 
uh, movie stuff, you know, all the different things. But it is also the value of stuff because even in the Dominican, as crazy as that was, we had crazy crowds and the people were like super excited to come. And it just, they really valued like that culture of like working with dogs and enjoying dogs. And then how do you see like dogs, are are pet dogs similar like in Puerto Rico than they are in the States or like, do you see? We're talking about the owners. Yeah. Well, just, just in general, how's dog behavior where you are compared to us? Uh, I... Well, does he it know what it's like here? On, on the, how can I say the, there's, there's people that are, that are that they treat their dogs like children, like they're mm-hmm. part of the family, but there's also, you know, the ones that have, still well, have the mentality of their dogs are for the backyard. And right. Yeah. Just yeah. And yeah. There's, there's a little bit of everything. Yeah. yeah, but they it's, might, sometimes they might even be better behaved. Sometimes the dogs in St. John were like, oh, they don't have any anxiety. <laughs> like they, they live outdoors. Like you got to make sure they don't have fleas, but you know, there's less of that pampering and babying. So how many dogs do you oh, guys yeah. have right now? Be honest. Seven dogs and a cat. That's crazy. You know what's so funny about this whole situation? Because I was telling Sharon, I hadn't gotten a puppy yet from Lisa at the time. And I'm like, I'm getting an on-target puppy. And Sharon's like, they have big ears. And then she got Jovi, which, of course, he has the big ears. And now she's a Papillon person. So we're all about the big ears. She's got her listening ears everywhere. (laughs) And uh, you guys have Border Collies and Papillons. Is that right? Yeah, we have four Border Collies. We have a Papillon that was a rescue. Yeah. And we have a Sheltie, and now we have the baby pup. Yeah. yeah. All I wanted to do is get a cat, right? <laughs> she, she won't let me have a cat. I'm the cat. We have a cat. Oh, so thanks. So thanks for one upping me. He can have a <laughs> You can have a cat with his eleven dogs. And then She says you... her allergies are no good with a cat, but we can have fifteen uh, dogs. That's okay. We do not own fifteen dogs. <laughs> oh my God, dogs. Don't listen to him. We don't own fifteen dogs. And then it, tell me, you had a really special miniature schnauzer too, right? That I don't know if uh, yeah, everyone well, knows about. Yeah. And was that like your lead in to agility? Yep. Okay, and uh, we we uh, Bobby was actually a gift for Sharon. Oh, okay. And uh, when we were still dating, yeah. And he was this little silver schnauzer was really really cute and everything, but he was a little terror. I was gonna say a little killer you had there. <laughs> he was, you know, biting the furniture and you know destroying the toilet paper and everything. So. <laughs> Uh, we first, when we first started with anything training, we, we took him to take obedience classes. Yeah. And, and actually, Annette was the one that was uh, doing the classes with us. Okay. Um, teaching us. Yeah. And then after that, then we, we started to see what agility was. We were really starting out here. It was really, really small. And, and that's how we got started. I was like 90, growing 97, 98. Yeah, but he was a really successful miniature schnauzer for the sport because that's not people's yeah. normal go-to. And he was a badass. So, And it's nice because it, it's fun when we first met during that time. Like, we know, like, those dogs that were, like, really special to us that, like, we all reflect on right now. You know what I mean? Because you guys had, like, Indian Ziggy. And it's at those times, it's nice to, like, be able, be able to go back to those times and stuff. So while times have changed, the, the dogs' uh, season and those tours, they were a lot. And I, I don't know if I'd go back to the Dominican, but if it ever came again, we, we, could, do, we could do something else. Well, Rafael, thank you so much um, for joining us. We're going to put a link into the Puerto Rico Agility Team uh, Facebook page so you guys can find them and find out what they're doing and support them. And like we said, like agility is a great activity for dogs and owners. I mean, I'm sure you've seen your own teammates just really thrive and their dogs thrive with having that bond, right? Oh, yeah. 
And you guys kick butt. You're up here at the Invitational all the time. Like, you're doing a lot of good stuff, like, with a lot of different breeds. Like, you have very good representation and excellent training. Like, your, your dogs come up, and it's like, wow, like, let's, let's act a little more like Rafa and Sharon and Nicole. <laughs> so thank you yeah, for everything have, you do. We've been lucky to have a lot of help. From yeah, well, it was, it was a pleasure to meet you, Rafa. Yeah, and, uh, and good luck. I hope you can get back out here and judge at some point. I mean, at some point, we're going to be yeah. back opening up. And if you're in New England, we live in southern Maine. We'll meet you wherever. We'd love to catch up and see you and everything. And if anybody so. wants to try agility, fly to Puerto Rico. <laughs> we'll Vaca- give- <laughs> vacation and private lessons. I mean, here yeah. you go. Bada bing, bada boom. All right, thank you so much. Give Sharon my best. And um, you guys have a great day. Right. And in the meantime, everybody out there, keep it quirky. <laughs> can I have a... The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.